You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Around 40 people gathered in the Kemper Catholic High School Library last night for the parochial school's annual town hall meeting, where staff provided updates on all aspects of the school system. Every five years, the Sioux City uh, Diocese requires Catholic schools in its borders to conduct long-term planning sessions and set five-year goals. Kemper President John Steffes says they've managed to meet nearly all of the ones they set uh, back in 2019. Some of the goals that we had and we're very proud to have accomplished and checked off. One of the first ones led by Father Feller, if you recall five years ago, was we need to hire a campus minister who doesn't teach in the classroom or campus minister. Check. We got that done. Begin a town hall meeting. That was a goal five years ago. We've never really done it. So we've done it ever since. Add another bus route up north. We did not do that, but we tweaked the bus route up north and we shifted it to the east to pick up Lake City and come through Glidden. It's been a big success, especially Lake City. Expand four-year-old preschool, check. We have a cap on that. We've been able to expand four-year-old. Research starting up a three-year-old preschool, check. To just start that, that was cutting it close of the fifth year. We got it done. Lobby for school choice programs. I think we need a confetti blaster on that. So ESAs, Education Savings Accounts, one of the most, one of the strongest school choice programs in the country. So we all were part of that grassroots effort in Des Moines to keep lobbying for more school choice programs. Start PLCs, Professional Learning Communities was on that. That was a goal five years ago, we got that done. And enhance teacher salaries. That's ongoing, but our foundation's done a great job of helping to build that as well. Steph has highlighted Kemper's Faith Forward Capital Campaign, which has surpassed the $11 million mark and is nearing the $12 million victory goal for the school. A significant portion of that funding will be used to help close the gap in teacher pay compared to public schools and maintain Kemper's various attendance centers and facilities. Steffes is happy to report enrollment has continuously increased for the past decade, and Kemper Catholic now serves over 1,230 students in pre-K through 12th grade. He says finding space is what's becoming difficult now. The days of rows of desks and sister up front doing this are over. There's a lot more of this where there's little kidney-shaped tables in the corners, and teachers are working one-on-one or in small group instruction, and the other kids are over there. That requires a bit more real estate. And it's a little tight. Kemper hired BCDM architects out of Omaha to complete a facilities survey for the school, and the company is scheduled to present their findings to the school board today. 7th grade through 12th grade principal Ted Geringer also introduced Kemper's Portraits of a Graduate Initiative, which seeks to create a comprehensive vision of what skills and values Kemper students have as they prepare to enter the workplace or post-secondary education. We're just starting to investigate that and, and look Basically what it is, is our three lines for all grades. So we'll have some core values, core standards that we're going to have from kindergarten all the way up to the they graduate. And how do they meet that portrait of a graduate from the time they're in kindergarten and fifth grade to the time they graduate? Our ultimate goal maybe, you know, what we're kind of talking about is that they'll save some of that work over the years and see how they grew over the years from elementary all the way to the time they graduate from high school. So that's something you're going to hear a lot more about. There's not a lot to talk about it right now, but we just kind of want to throw that term out there because you got to hear about it. Central office staff and finance committee members also reviewed recent budget figures of Kemper's approximately $10 million budget annually. About 35% of its income comes from education savings account, which is the new program from the state now, I believe, in the second year. 29% comes from parish investments, and then tuition and fees makes up just 12.5% of the budget. 
Looking elsewhere, the Carroll County Board of Supervisors approved a 3.2% salary increase for elected officials during their meeting earlier today. Near the end of last year, the Carroll County Compensation Board approved a recommendation to the supervisors of a 3.2% raise for all elected officials, which included the sheriff, recorder, auditor, uh, treasurer, uh, as well as any other elected positions in the uh, county courthouse, uh, as well as the five members of the Board of Supervisors, so 10 positions in total. The board has the ability to adjust these figures, but they must be done so uniformly across all positions, with exceptions for the supervisors, which can be done separately. An initial motion from District 5 Supervisor Cindy Scatterico to give the five elected offices a 3.2% increase to their current salaries and then a $3,500 stipend to the auditor for her work on the budget. Uh, as recommended by the uh, Board of Recommend, uh, board of Compensation, uh, failed due to a lack of a second. Uh, she did propose freezing supervisor pay. A similar motion from uh, another of the supervisors, Mike Anderson, out of District 2. Uh, he instead suggested the same 3.2% for elected positions and then supervisor pay increase of 1.6%, and that failed to reach the required three votes for approval, failing 2 to 3 a final motion from District 1 Supervisor Scott Johnson for a 3.2% raise for all elected officials as well as that $3,500 stipend for the auditor was approved three votes to two with Scatterico and Anderson being the nay votes. Following that approval, the supervisors voted unanimously to approve a 3.2% increase for non-elected and non-union staff for fiscal year 2025. Union negotiations are ongoing with the Carroll County Paramedics Association, but the supervisors indicated the approved percentages would likely be reflected in future union discussions. And we do need to step away here for just a moment. More news on the way after this on KCIM. February is the month to save big on all remaining new 2023 Ram trucks at Wittrock Motor Company in Carroll. Right now, take 10% off Ram 1500 Series trucks. This factory incentive along with the Wittrock discount will get you $10,000 off a new Bighorn Crew Cab 4x4. Also take 10% off remaining 2500 Heavy Duty Series trucks, which along with our discount will save you over $12,000. And remember, not only will we deliver a fast and enjoyable sales experience, we'll provide spectacular ongoing service to keep your new truck running smooth. See us today during the President's Day sales event going on now at Wittrock Motor Company in Carroll, where we stand above the rest. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cohns reporting. The Audubon Lions Club will be hosting the 33rd annual Farm Toy Show this coming weekend at the Audubon County Fairgrounds. For over the last three decades, the Lions Club has invited collectors from around the area and beyond to show off different farm equipment collections from antiques to modern day models. The Toy Show is open to the public and will be held in the Agra Hall building from 9 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Admission is $3 for adults and children 8 and under do get in for free. There will also be door prizes sponsored by local businesses as well as a lunch available. Again, that Audubon Lions Club 33rd Annual Farm Toy Show is coming up on Saturday from 9 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. at the Agra Hall building at the Audubon County Fairgrounds. The Carroll Community School District Board of Education heard from individuals during the open forum of Monday's meeting regarding the pay for teacher associates for the district. Approximately 30 individuals consisting of teachers, support staff, Carroll Education Association and Carroll Education Support Association members and others uh, were there to encourage a wage increase for current and new associates. First to speak was Becky Bass, an English teacher at the Carroll High School, advocating for higher pay for the support staff there, specifically Carol Danner, who's devoted more than 28 years to the district. Yet I have also been by her side when her pay did not cover her health insurance and she had to write the district a check to come to work every day. I have been by her side when she was notified last year that her pay rate with her raise regardless of high rates of inflation would only be $15.66 for 28 years of service. 
Carroll Community Schools is in the lowest 25th percentile for pay for paraeducators in the state of Iowa. Paraeducators are the people who wear the bruises of physical outbursts, endure the physical demands of lifting and assisting with basic daily functions of students, who offer both emotional and educational support to the students who need it the most. Josh Peter, a 7th grade social studies teacher for the Carroll Middle School, Max raising the pay for teacher associates. Peter says that to keep up with the high needs of the uh, TAs, their pay needs to compensate for everything else they're asked to do. The current negotiated rate of $12.79 per hour for regular education associates and $14.12 per hour for severe and profound associates is clearly not enough. Education is in a state of crisis. As educators, we cannot effectively do our jobs without the help of teacher associates. Teacher associates deserve more. They deserve better. Raising teacher associate pay is a small step you can all do to help improve our schools and improve the lives of our students. Jesse Strong, the co-president of the CEA, says she was thankful for the candidates in the recent school board election to update training and pay to attract to to attract and retain quality TAs, and for the recent House bill that passed a subcommittee addressing base pay for associates. While raising base pay to $15 an hour is a step in the right direction, we must do everything we can to stay competitive. The pay must be substantially different for someone who has dedicated four months to the district versus someone who has dedicated 14 years or 28 years. All the support staff in our district, as Mr. Peter mentioned, help make everything run day to day and their work is crucial. Teachers couldn't do their jobs without the support of the amazing TAs we have and CEA is willing to do whatever we can to support SESA to show how much we value their contributions to the district as a whole. The CESA opening proposal was a three-year agreement increasing base wage for TAs by 75 cents uh, on the wage side of things. By the end of the agreement, the starting wage would range from $15.85 for regular associates, that's per hour, to $17.18 for severe and special education associates with increases of $0.30 differential for certified or subauthorized associates. The district's initial proposal for the CESA was a 1% increase to wages, Federal Insurance Contributions Act, or FICA, and then IPERS, as well as a 1% contract from July 1 to June 30th. Each party will consider the proposals, and additional meetings will be held with each association for negotiations before the contracts are officially sent out before the uh, start of the next school year, or fiscal year, I should say. Looking elsewhere, the IK Manning Community School District has approved of entering into a sharing agreement with the Tri-Center Community School District for their superintendent, Dr. Angela Huseman, for the upcoming school year. Current IKM Manning Superintendent Trevor Miller announced his resignation last year due to accepting a new superintendent role in a different district. The Board of Education reviewed 10 candidates who applied for the open position, focusing on the qualities reported by the district stakeholders. They wish the new leader to possess, such as open communication, building communities of care, managing district resources effectively, and working with administrators on ensuring the best is being chosen for the schools and its students. Huseman previously served as Tri-Center's high school principal for 17 years before accepting the superintendent role in 2016. One of Huseman's accomplishments was the establishment of a three-year-old preschool and a before and after school program for the Tri-Center schools. Huseman says, I look forward to the mutual benefits that the IKM Manning and Tri-Center districts can reap from this relationship. I especially look forward to forging new relationships with the IKM Manning district so we can work together to get the students what they need to continue to be successful. Pending official contract negotiations, Huseman's will take over the leadership position on July 1st. That is going to be wrapping up your look at KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cohns reporting.